Howdy, Pastor Mark Driscoll here with Ask Pastor Mark. If you've got a question, send it in to hello at markdriscoll.org and I'll do my best to get you an answer. 30-something gal has a question this week. She says, I'm a woman in my 30s, follower of Jesus, loves Jesus. She says, I'm trying to wait patiently on God for a godly spouse, so she's never been married. Um, she says, the Christian men I continue to meet always have a list of standards uh, that I can't seem to live up to. She said, what do you think about the one? Is there such a thing as the one? Let me say this, once you're married, that's the one. And then she also asks a question about soulmates because she meets guys and they tell her, oh, you're a nice gal, but I don't think you're my soulmate. We'll unpack all of this. She says, there's a guy I'm dating now. We both love the Lord, have a ton in common, but he's divorced and keeps saying that his ex was the one and his ex was his soulmate and he can't get over her. And I can't imagine how frustrating that must be for both of you. And she said, uh, also guys seem to overlook who is right in front of them and waiting for God to bring about the ideal woman that is the soulmate, the one that meets everything on the list. Um, a couple things I'll say. Number one, people are waiting longer to marry. The average guy's 30 plus, the average gal's late 20s, early 30s. And so the position you're in is kind of an epidemic. I married my wife, Grace, at 21. So we were outliers and anomalies. My daughter just got married and her and her husband were 22. That is very uncommon. And what it puts is particularly godly women in a very difficult place. According to statistics, there's between 11 and 13 million more women than men in church. 60% of church attenders are female, not male. And the least likely person to be actively involved in a church community is a young man in his 20s, late teens, 20s, early 30s. Those guys are like unicorns. You've heard about them, but you can't find one. They're nowhere to be seen. So if you're a gal who's in church and you love Jesus, you're wondering, okay, if, if I want to get married, where are the guys? And the truth is, there's, there's just an imbalance. There are more godly women than there are godly men. There are more godly young women than there are godly young men. So if you're in that season where you want to get married as a woman, it, it can feel like musical chairs, like there's, there's not enough seats. I mean, you know, there's, there's all these gals and there's not enough guys to, to meet the need to have relationships and to get married. And so, and so it leaves you in this position. Well, do you, do you marry a non-Christian guy? Well, you don't want to do that. Do you settle for a guy that you don't really respect and he doesn't really have it together, but it's better than being lonely? I would say 40, 50 years of that is pretty brutal, pretty rough, pretty lonely, and not a good go-forward plan. And also a lot of guys who claim to be Christian, uh, they just want to have a dating scene that's a lot like the non-Christians. They want to casually date multiple women at one time. They're not really looking for a wife. They're just looking for a good time. They want to be sexually active. They want to cohabitate. Even the single gals that I talk to, they're on those Christian dating apps and they say, it's amazing how many guys will read the profile and send them uh, correspondence and ask them if they're open to premarital sex, which is really weird before your first date, uh, if you know anything about the Bible. So it puts you in this tough spot. The other thing I would say, the whole concept of the one, it's ridiculous nonsense, because it's not like there are two people that will have an easy marriage. Anybody who's been married for more than 15 minutes will tell you when you have one sinner, 
marry another sinner, the result is not a pain-stress, conflict-free relationship for the next 50 years till death do we part without killing one another. It just doesn't work like that. Marriage is far more about your intentions, your devotion, and also your willingness to work on it. Loving someone takes some work. Forgiving someone takes some work. Getting to know someone takes some work. Dealing with their quirks, and we've all got a lot, takes some work. Enduring through the hard seasons takes some work. Somebody gets sick, miscarry a child, lose a job, all the complex variables of life together means you got to work on it. And so there are many people who are just thinking, if I met the right person, it would be a lot easier. In a fallen sinful world with demonic opposition, there is not an easy person or an easy way to have a marriage. You're going to have to commit to it. It's like anything. That being said, the whole concept of soulmate, it's totally pagan. It comes from Greek thinking where that there was a, there was a soul they got torn in half, and one became a man, and one became a woman, and so we're soulmates, birthed from the same soul, so I'm out there looking for the other half of me that was torn, you know, at separation of creation, and we'll come together and be a perfect fit. It's a completely pagan concept. It has nothing to do with the Bible, and, uh, and, and in addition, um, what I would say is this list-making, and if I could just speak to the singles, this list-making it can be very ungodly. It's like, what do you want? Oh, all of a sudden then it's like you're a customer. It's like, well, what do you want in a car? What do you want in a spouse? Really? We're going to put those in the same category? I have a list of really what I want and what I'm shopping for. That's a pretty horrific way to treat a human being. And I would say if you're a man, that's a pretty horrific way to treat one of God's daughters. Uh, and also, what I would say is, why do you have a list for them? How come you don't have a list for yourself? I meet with singles all the time. They're like, well, here's my list. Well, do you have a list for you? No, I don't have a list for me. I have a list for them. Wrong list. If you want to make a list, make a list for you. I want to be godly. I want to be humble. I want to have a job. I want to have a belt. I want to keep my belt on my pants and go to my job and save money and wait for my spouse. If you want to make a list, make a list for you. And let me just tell you this, because if I've not offended you, let me... Let me make up for it right now. If you are single, you don't know what you need. You got no clue. You've never been married. I talked to a guy years ago. Single guy, of course. I said, what's on your list? First thing is, is rock climbing. Really? I love to rock climb. I said, do you think your wife's ever going to be pregnant? He's like, yeah. I said, how much rock climbing do pregnant women undertake? How many kids do you want? Dude's like, I don't know, big family, five or six. Okay, so she's going to be pregnant for years. If, if you're looking for you, you're looking for someone just like you, the world doesn't need that. We need somebody different than you. We've already got enough. And that's where you're better together. When the Bible says that your spouse is your helper, they complete you, meaning that they are different than you. And usually what we do when we make a list, here's what I like, here's what I'm like, I need somebody just like me. No, you don't. I'll be honest, my wife Grace and I, we'll just come clean because I have nothing else to do today. We have nothing in common. We take those tests, nothing, nothing, but we score 100% in the spiritual. I like big potato chips. She likes little potato chips. I like watching violent sports. She likes watching chick flicks. She doesn't like country western or punk rock. She likes R&B. We're different. We are completely, totally different. She gets up early in the morning. I'm up at the crack of lunch. She is very dutiful with all of her chores. I am a hot mess minus the hot. Everything about us is different. We even tried to organize our 50th birthday coming up 
And uh, I'm like, hey, let's get on a plane. Let's go to Europe. She's like, no, let's not. Okay, well then let's get in the car and let's drive. And she's like, no, let's not. I love Grace with all my heart. We're very different. We take all those crazy tests. There's only one thing we agree on, and that's spiritual life. We love Jesus, we believe the Bible, we pray, we forgive, we serve the Lord together, and it worked. Uh, what she would have put on her list is probably not a guy with a Shrek-sized head whose bangs have gone home to be with the Lord and yells for a living. Uh, you know, what I would have put on my list is probably not what I have, but what I have is a wonderful woman who is a daughter of God. And as long as I will pursue him and love her with his affection, if we do it God's way, we'll have an awesome marriage. And so I think it's a lot less about finding the one, and it's more about becoming the one for the one that you meet and marry. And so for this single gal, I'll just say there's no easy shortcut. Um, and there is no perfect match. I'm sure, you know, the great romance story of the Old Testament is this guy Boaz who's got a business and he's successful and his company loves him and he's altruistic and generous. And here's this Moabite gal, not Hebrew, not a virgin, husband died widow, not successful. She's homeless. Um, and she comes with a bitter mother-in-law. That's literally her, her mother-in-law that she brought with her changed her legal name to Bitter, Mara. I'm guessing Boaz didn't say, I'm looking for a widowed, heartbroken, refugee, immigrant, homeless, food bank, uh, impoverished gal who's a brand new believer that comes with her former husband's mother as part of the package deal. Because I've never met a guy who had on his list, I can't wait to have an ex-mother-in-law be my mother-in-law. Yet, they're the great love story of the whole Bible. And so it just goes to show, it's, it's more about having God at the center and working the process than getting the one. It's being the one. So for this gal, I'm sorry, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a godly, single Christian woman trying to find a guy in this culture who loves Jesus and has it together. But I would say is, don't settle. Don't have a standard of perfection, but don't so lower basic expectation that you're ending up with someone that really is just gonna be a painful, sad, brutal, arduous life. And it's better to be single than it is to have a painful, brutal, awful marriage. Uh, but out there, there's gotta be some guy. So I'm praying for you, and I would encourage everyone else to pray, and all you gals, I'm sure you can relate. This is an epidemic, and it is a crisis. And, uh, and for those of you guys who are single, don't overlook the women that God puts in front of you. Sometimes we're looking over the women in front of us, single guys are, looking for the perfect gal, and the perfect gal's right here if you just love her with the love that Jesus has and do it the way that Jesus intends. So if you got a question, send it in to me, hello at markdriscoll.org, and maybe you're a single guy, and I can pick on you.